0: day in Major League Baseball. The Blue Jays are playing the New York Yankees. We don't know the outcome yet, but we do know the outcome of this week's episode of the Challenge Double Agents. I'm John Shidley-Hill.
1: And I am Sheldon Alexander.
0: And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the Challenge. Right off the hop, Mm -hmm. uh, we sort of had a rush last week. We've got a little more time this week, but we had so many nice messages from our listeners telling us that they hope that we can review the OG's season, recap and review the OG season. Uh, Some people kindly offering to pay for a Paramount Plus uh, subscription. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first off, appreciate the gesture, but it wasn't
1: about like the actual cost of doing it. It was more the principle of, you know, getting a whole new streaming service just for this show. That was more what it was about. But the gesture we appreciate. it. Yeah.
0: It's very much appreciated. And I will say, Sheldon and I looked into it on this hmm. on this call that we're on right now, before we pressed record, we did some research. Yeah. And as of right now, through legal means, mm-hmm. it's not available in Canada. Yeah, on like April first. Like we um, checked MTV.ca, which mm-hmm. you can stream if you're in Canada. You can stream most MTV properties for free. Yeah. So, like, long time listeners know, and like, particularly like weird technological circumstances. Sometimes Sheldon and I have watched the challenge from MTV.ca. And like, we can watch old seasons going way back all for free. You just gotta put up with some ads. Yeah. Um, It's not there, it's not on CTV.ca. And CTV is sort of the parent corporation of MTV. Canada. Canada. Yeah. They don't have it and I even tried to sign up for Paramount Plus Canada and it won't let me. It's not available for us to sign up even like the Canadian version. Yeah. So, for going. now.
1: We'll, we're we'll a lot of Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out and obviously I guess today's what April 1st so the episode came out today so it's not like we would have talked about today's episode anyways. Yeah. In today's episode of You Killed It, so uh yeah we'll figure it out by next week and we'll probably have two shows to talk about but until then you know the the nice messages gave us some perspective or gave me some perspective i was saying to john earlier right it's like uh it's been an interesting month and you know i I was talking to john yesterday actually he just randomly asked me sent me a text message very nice message just saying how you doing Mm -hmm. and i was like whoa your timing's really weird because i was kind of having like I don't want to say a meltdown. I don't want to say freaking out because it wasn't that serious, but it was just a moment where I was like, okay, what am I doing right now? And it's just trying to like figure stuff out. And as you know, we talk about stuff. We talk about what's going on with us on this pod and I switched jobs. I got a new job and everything's been going great with the job. Everything's fine. It's just been a different schedule. And I got used to adding in a bunch of different things within that's within my old schedule. So now it's just a matter of figuring out how to continue to do all of these things. And I'm talking things like basic things, like making lunch, like working out um, all like basic, simple things like that before you get into, doing three other podcasts and all that stuff. Like that stuff was whatever, that stuff's easy. I can get that stuff done. It was like the normal like life stuff, right? And and I talked about it a bit on this pod, I think, but you know, like taking care of myself a lot more, working out more and doing all those things and figuring out how to fit all that in. And I was kind of having like a mini like, okay, this isn't working. Like I need to do this at a different time because blah, 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 blah. And that was right when John messaged me. And it was funny because it gave me perspective. I let it out, whatever, everything was cool. And then I came to work and I realized the perspective that going into work every day, and we're very safe here, you know, everyone's in mass and, you know, there's social distancing and all that stuff going on. But I realized how much that process has helped me get through the last year. And the perspective that John gave me in our conversation was just like, dude, there's a lot going on in the world right now. <laughs> like, you might want to go a little easy on yourself because there's a lot happening and a lot still happening. Those unaware in Ontario, where we live, we're the province of Ontario. I know some of our American listeners might not be up on their Canadian geography, but Toronto is in the province of Ontario. And the province of Ontario is about to head into another lockdown. So, like, I was saying to John, John gave me the perspective of, dude, like, we're. Like there's a lot going on, like relax. Like it's not, can't be that hard on yourself. And that perspective is sometimes needed, especially for people like us who are kind of like head down, go, go, go kind of creative, always trying to create and do stuff. Or you're, you're working all the time. You kind of get lost in that shuffle. And I bring up the perspective because I came into work and the Raptors stink right now, right? Let's just be blunt. And so many of my coworkers were so nice about like, oh, so how's it going with the pod? Like, are you finding it tough to talk about certain things? And to be honest, I was kind of like losing, not confidence, but I was kind of like, oh, man, how am I going to do this still for the rest of the season? Because I mean, basically, they're just losing mad games. And everyone was kind of like, I had such good, genuine conversations with people I work with that were just like really nice and thought-provoking and encouraging just about, no, man, it's really cool. Like I give you credit for being able to do it. Like whatever you say now is one thing, but when I then listen back to the pod, you sound like it sounds great. It's a good show. It's a good perspective. It's a good, um, you know, follow-up or, you know, thought or breakdown in terms of what's going on right now with the team, even though they're struggling, what are the things we should be looking towards and those like, I'm saying it now as if it was a pep talk, but it was actually such a like genuine conversation that it hit me and I was like, yo, I need to chill out and, and and gain perspective on what's really happening. Cause yo, in the last year, right? I'm not gonna go into it, but we've talked about it. Like I had COVID, there's a way I could turn and look at this last year and be like, Oh, this last year was a year I got COVID and that's not my mentality. I don't think of it that way. And for those, I have family members that had it and it was really bad, but those that know me, like, I don't look at things in that way at all. But the flip side is if I actually use some perspective and take a step back, got a new job, got a nice raise, we've done with the pod. We sold more merch this year. We, built up the network we added more video content we figured out how to do more video content with this pod we've grown the podcast more we figured out a way to you know start gaining money on youtube whatever little money that is but it's still something where like money's cut like there's so much other things that happened in this year when which we were locked down for the year that it hit me that I was like, what am I really trying to get mad at myself for right now? And then as John said, and what reminded me before we started this podcast and what led to this long rant off the front end of the podcast, so I apologize, was John said it was so nice of all the messages we got from our viewers and listeners talking about, oh no, please do like the recap of the Challenge All-Stars. And that to me was, again, perspective of what we really do. And what I want to do, I don't care about how many people actually listen to this podcast. I care about the people that do listen, whatever that number is. And the fact that we're able to build this community and build, you know, this group up of people tuning in every week to have a conversation about a show that we all like. I don't know if that all makes sense, but that's all what's been going on in my head lately and just the perspective.
0: I'm uh, I'm glad you bring it up because I think perspective is so important and you know that conversation you and I had by text yesterday like I have to give myself that pep talk at least mm-hmm. once per week uh this is gonna make it sound like I'm super depressed I'm not <laughs> but no I'm, saying, I'm no. finding that like my energy is so depleted mm-hmm. um like you I'm in a new position at work I my workload has tripled because mm-hmm. of COVID-19 and sort of being in breaking news rather than, uh, sports. And it's, a uh, like it's an alien experience to me. So like, I'm always having to like learn, mm-hmm. you know, like it, i w I've been in sports journals for so long that like things are automatic for me, yeah, right? Yeah. Like something happens with the blue Jays or the Leafs. I know who to call. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I've got their phone numbers. They know me. No big deal. Something happens where I'm like covering a murder trial. Mm -hmm. i have to like think about the steps more because i'm just like i have i have a sense of what to do but i'm not it's just different yeah it's different Mm -hmm. and all this is to say i think for me i know that like there are days where i can make myself three square meals go for a a walk and get my work done and that's all i've got in the tank and like sometimes the walk doesn't happen yeah sometimes the three meals don't happen and that's okay. Like, And, and uh, I'm glad you brought this up and I'm glad we're talking about it because I am confident you and I are not alone in that experience.
1: Yeah, and I think that was, you know, the, the genesis of the conversation I had before I left work yesterday to go home and do the Raptors pod. And it was with like a couple of coworkers and the, the genuine, like the genesis of that convo was we were all just talking about podcasts that we listened to and how much podcasts have helped us like throughout this, just because the medium in itself, right? Like it's never ending because you can always just find another podcast to listen to about whatever it is that you like. And, you know, that nature, you're talking about why you like certain podcasts or why you get along with or why you enjoy them. And, you know, to me, the ones that seem the most real is when you feel like, you know, the people on the show, like, that's what I listen to. That's what I like. That's what I enjoy. And so I feel like in turn, and not by nature, but I think we kind of evolved into this. That's why I felt comfortable talking about it here. Like, I know I don't articulate it well enough, but last week when I was saying coming on here, and we tell certain stories and I'm not doing it to like, it's not. I don't want to say brag, but I'm not doing it to then clip it out and then share it on social media to a bunch of people who don't listen to our podcasts. Like that to me is, is, you know, I get why people do that and I understand it, but that's not why I do the podcast to begin with. If you rock with us, you rock with us. Cool. And if you don't, that's also cool. But, you know, I'm about the real genuine conversation and a real genuine uh, relationships. And when I talk about perspective, I will always go back and I'll always remember all the messages we got over the last year about how different people were dealing with what was going on here. And that's why it was super important to me to always talk about that stuff. But the The most real perspective is, yo know, man, like, I, and I said this to you in our text message, what am I really, compl- like, in the grand scheme of things, whatever it is that I'm, like, stressed out about isn't that big of a deal. Okay, so I'm mad because I ate McDonald's three times this week. Do, do you know what I mean? Because I was rushing and trying to figure stuff out. It's like, okay, cool, But in the grand scheme of the past year, how well have I been doing? And do I know that next week, there's no chance that I'm going to do that? Like, I know that. And so with that perspective, it's all right to have that double quarter pounder. Do you you know what I'm saying? And that's what I mean, the perspective of what's going on, because there's real shit still going on right now. And Mm -hmm. so to, you know, I get caught up in my own little world and that's how I get by right? Because you put your head down and you keep working. And every once in a while, you pop your head out to say, okay, well, what's going on in the world? And then it's super fucked up. And then, you know, okay, how do you react to that? And the weirdest thing, and I keep saying perspective, people that follow me on social media, I posted uh, a quote from Russell Westbrook. And I know we're going really long and haven't even talked about the challenge yet. But it hit me because so, and this is a, this is a dumb sports thing, but the analogy holds true, right? So uh, Russell Westbrook had a really good game. Stephen A. Smith went on his show and said, Oh great. He's putting up all these numbers, but it doesn't matter because we want him to win championships and he never won a championship. So that lessens his career. He's still a hall of famer. He's still great, but he never won a championship and Russell Westbrook's wife, who is awesome by the way like businesswoman in her own right like great social media platform she defended her husband obviously and then Russell Westbrook had a post game where he was talking about and I'm paraphrasing but essentially I'm a champion because of what I've accomplished in my life. Like I'm able to provide for my family. Like I've gained generational wealth through the game of basketball. And he was like, there are people who are on TV who talk about kids. So he said he was watching the March Madness tournament, right? So you're talking little kids. And he was watching a UCLA game, which is a school that he went to. And he heard a voice. And he's, and he's sitting there with his wife and he's like, oh, wow, I remember that guy. That guy's still there covering, covering UCLA. Like that guy was there when I was a, a student there. And I remember that guy writing about me that I wouldn't be a good NBA player. And so he's sitting there with his wife in their like multi-million dollar house laughing at the fact that, and laughing, not like laughing at the guy, but laughing at how silly this all is. Perspective, right? So you have this guy who's telling kids who that they're not good enough to make the NBA or whatever. Meanwhile, in reality, you know, who is that guy? you're shaping and forming all these other people's opinions because they're not watching UCLA basketball. They're trusting this guy who's just like some gatekeeper to say, I don't think this guy's going to be in the NBA. Meanwhile, Russell Westbrook's out here is one of the best players in the league years later. And most importantly, as he says, I'm a champion because of the things that this game has been able to provide for not only my family, but for people in need that I'm able to, you know, donate to charities and do all these other things. He's like, I know people who've won championships who are miserable as hell. (laughs) Right. So what does, what does that mean? Right. I'm happy. I got my family's happy. My wife's happy. I take care of my fam. I take care of my, my, my community. And that's way more important. He's like, I'm a champion because I came from the streets. I come from the hood. I come from nothing. And I've gained generational wealth. I'm a champion because of that. And I thought, whoa, that's perspective. That's deep. And they're both right, right? Like Stephen A. Smith is allowed to say, hey, you need to win a championship, blah, blah, blah. Cool. You're right in a way from one perspective. And the other guy's right in his pers. And Russ is right in his perspective. But that led me down this whole thing about like, how do we choose to
0: look at these things? I agree. And I actually think this is a nice transition because I want to talk about big T. Yeah.
1: Yes. 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 On yes. Her I over, love that.
0: I guess this is her third season on mm-hmm. the show. And if you'll recall her mm-hmm. first season, she said she hadn't been to the gym ever or maybe 12 years. It was Yo, a long time.
1: We didn't even plan this, but that's a beautiful segue. 'Cause it's 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 perfect. It's literally perfect.
0: Well, how about this? Instead of talking about this episode sequentially,
1: well, we already know
0: what happens linear, and know what like, happened. Let's talk yeah. about Big T because yeah. I you know, as our listeners probably know, she lost mm-hmm. this week. She was eliminated by Amber. And we'll talk about that a little bit further down the line. But I was so disappointed to see Big T go because you know there's a lot of people on this season who I like that I respect that I would like to see win. Yeah, I'd yeah. love if Leroy won this season. Mm-hmm. I like Kyle. I would love it if Kyle won. I wouldn't be mad if C T won, if Nani won, if Cam won, if Corey won. Like there's a there's a this is a likable cast that we're yeah. down to, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But man, I was disappointed to see Big T go. But on the other hand, how far has she come? Yeah. And it's, it's
1: so funny. And again, if this was a podcast that we like sat down and and planned out and produced ahead of time, I would have come on here and sounded really smart and tying everything together and saying, well, look, Russell Westbrook never won a championship and he's still a champion and big T, She loses this season and she's going home, but tell me that she's not a winner. Like, how do you explain to me that she didn't win this season? And you know, This is really tripping me out because we did not plan this or plot this out. But I wrote at the end of this episode that Big T, you know, we do who won the episode. And I wrote Big T, even though she loses and she's going home, but it's because of everything that you just said. We've literally watched someone who didn't even work out, didn't really even know why she was on the show. She
0: came from a web series originally. Like she came from, comparatively... She's not from Big Brother, which gets millions of viewers. She's Mm -hmm. not from Love Island, which is one of the biggest shows in the UK. Yeah. She's not from Are You the One that Gets Promoted? She's not from The Real World, which is like the OG. I use that phrase on purpose, but from like the original reality TV show. She doesn't like, she was from a web series originally, and she's been on a few reality shows. But, like, if you think about where she came from, and that's even before getting into her personal history, which, like, being an adoptee, coming from Africa, being there so that she can raise funds for um, her home nation. Mm -hmm. Like, she has come so far. I mean, even think of last season where Johnny and Wes were taking her under their wing to teach her about the politics of the game. Mm -hmm. I am confident she was the most popular person in that house all season she like tamed the beast of ct who was like sliding into being his old self which is not necessarily good
1: mm -hmm. do you know Uh, thing did you notice at the very end in ct's confessional when he was talking about big t going home i feel like his voice was cracking It was, it did. Right, like I did. It did crack. Okay, right. And I just thought, you know, you watch this whole thing and we've discussed the fact that we thought CT was trying to produce at certain points and trying to, you know, do the show within the show type thing in terms of produce his own segments to make it look a certain way to have them not come off that bad. But you just nailed it right on the head, talking about how you watch my guy go through this season and watching how it ended, you could tell that he really did actually end up caring about big T and how could you not? Right. Mm -hmm. And everything about it from all these things and she was upset that she was leaving, but she was like, you know, so happy that she accomplished so many different things that she would never even attempt to do. And that sounds cliche at points, but we've watched this show long enough to know that there are so many challenges where people would, just quit yeah that happens and there are multiple opportunities where she could have done the same and she ended up trying every single last thing
0: and and winning to me she she won a lot right and, and, and that
1: to me is what I'm saying, right? Like that perspective, like how could she, like that, and that experience and watching that experience. Yeah, we like to win. Yeah, we know that, you know, who's the challenge champs and all that stuff, but you can't call her, you can't tell me that she didn't win this season or win this episode, right? Like it, she had such a great season and find me the person that doesn't like Big T. If you watch this show and you don't like Big T, I want to know why.
0: I Explain mean, that to me. I've, I can't imagine. And if you think about, like, I think CT, I don't know if this was his intention, but he said one of the nicest things. You know, he said that she's one of the most unique, best partners he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Think about who he's been partnered with. Yeah. Over yeah. his, he's been on, what, 14, 15 seasons? At least, yeah. He's been partnered and teamed with people like Wes, Adam K, Kara. Mm-hmm uh Laurel uh this, Smashley uh if you think in terms of teams he was yeah. with Tori and Jordan yep like this is a multiple winner he's been around so long he's partnered with everyone I mean it's I, a different it's a different beast but he was twice partnered with Diem yeah. who I mean arguably is the love of his life like for him to say that I don't think he was putting obviously he was not putting that relationship on no no the same no level that he had with Diem but like
1: I know what you're saying
0: though. You think about who he's worked with on the show, like him being so choked up and invested in big T's success and thinking so highly of her. I mean, that, that speaks.
1: Because I think the emphasis and maybe I'm getting too deep here, but I think the emphasis for me anyways, if you is over the last year, I've learned to value what's real a lot more. And when someone is genuinely trying or genuinely giving their all, or just even keeping it a buck with you, whether you want to hear it or not, which was, which turned out to be their relationship this season. You get to appreciate that. She called him on his bullshit. Not many people on the show have done that. And the people who have tried, it probably didn't go too well for them. Right. Mm, so yeah. you look at it from that perspective. And you think about how cool that episode was and, you know, In comparing it to how Amber was acting because she was mad about her alliance and all that, like I found that very cheesy, like how she was getting mad at uh, Casey and saying, why are you putting me in? And it's like, don't you see literally how this is playing out? Like there's no other option here, right? It's just... It's just such an interesting contrast because Big T wasn't the strongest or fastest or smartest or best or whatever you want to call it. But in terms of, we talk about it all the time. Why do we watch the show? Who are the people that we root for? It's because of the people who you feel are real, who you want to hang out with, who come across as like good people. And that's just her. I don't
0: that's, know. That's, she is absolutely a good person. I do want to go a little bit through what happened, for a sure. bit of a recap. Uh, So, obviously, we start at the beginning, which is everyone coming back, you know, Big T slapping the gold skull because she finally has hers. Mm -hmm. Um, I know all the viewers have to be rooting for her. Obviously, you and I are. Yeah. And uh, you alluded to this. Casey and Amber are talking about how they have to have each other's backs. Casey says in Confessional that the Big Brother Alliance can run this game as long as they stay loyal to each other. And... I caught that setup from the get go. I oh. knew exactly what was happening right from the get go. Me too. Uh, and then on the flip, we've got Kyle telling Cam, and I guess it was Nani, like this like he's like, I do not want to be with Amber. I don't have confidence that she can run a final. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that you know he would like worst case scenario he would carry her himself. Yeah. And then uh, Cam says, "What if we were still partnered? Would you carry me?" <laughs> and Cam, and Kyle said, "No, Cam, you'd carry me," <laughs> which is pretty, uh, pretty good. Which uh, is pretty good. We had CT waking Big T up at five in the morning to start training her for uh, final. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to the daily challenge, which was called Global Domination. What it really, though, Sheldon was Atlasphere from American Gladiators. Did you ever uh, watch American Gladiators? Of course.
1: What? Hold on. If you're, if you're of a certain age, like that was a legendary part of your childhood or whatever, however old you were, that was part of your television consumption. American Gladiators, that's a legendary brand.
0: I mean, I will say Atlasphere was never my favorite event. I was always a big assault guy. Mm-hmm. How about you? Was your favorite American Gladiators
1: event? I, to be honest, I liked them all. Like there was, there weren't many that. I mean, I guess Powerball was probably uh, the best one, but they copied that one in the challenge too, right? Like that's, that's a true. that's another uh, challenge thing too. So, I mean, I, I thought it was an interesting challenge, but the way that it was set up was dumb. Like I think they should have done it earlier in the season where it wouldn't have been because this had the ability to be a really good challenge, but just the way the numbers broke down is fairly easy to see what was going to happen. There's not much drama at all. You knew that Casey and Leroy were going to win. And I know that they said it was decided by one and whatever. I I get that. And I'm not saying that they're lying. I'm not going to, cause whatever, who cares, but like you knew what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and it was very straightforward and especially how are you not going to win when you get two chances to go at it and nobody's trying to stop you. Yeah. Right. So like, I mean, I, I there, will as say you said, there's not much to
0: talk about here, but you're right. I will say, I mean, this this happens every season of the challenge
1: mm-hmm.
0: where the last episode or two before the final, there's a bit of a lull. Yeah.
1: And this episode was only an
0: hour, right? So, this one was an hour. I will say, our listener, uh, Lucas Wyatt, tweeted at us and he said, This season is really dragging. I'm glad All Stars is only nine episodes. Mm -hmm. Lucas was also one of the ones that asked if we would be uh, reviewing the OG season, the All Star season. Um, And I agree that with Lucas, this season is starting to drag, but this again happens every season where there's like the one or two episodes toward the end of the season, but before the finale, that's just everyone in the house gets along with each other at this point pretty much. Yeah, Everyone has lots of physical space. So if they're like beefing with someone, it's easy to stay on the opposite side of the building. It's been a bit overlooked this and the me. one thing I will say about this competition in particular, Atlasphere, yeah. is at least everyone was trying you're right that it was lopsided that part's true but at least we were getting a hundred percent effort from every team even though it was sort of a foregone conclusion who was going to win at least we had that going for us
1: yeah I mean I, I totally agree and I think that it was an interesting challenge and sorry for that audio drop there I don't know what happened but um I totally agree with you I think that it was an interesting challenge. It was good enough. They did a good job of editing it together. It looked really cool. (laughs) Right. So you take that. And seriously, at this point, the story kind of is what it is. Leroy and Casey are just dominating. Right. So that part is right. Like they're just, they're just dominating. So I think that's really cool. And obviously there wasn't much drama, but I think, the one thing I do want to ask you is what do you think of the decision made by CT to, ter- to pretend as if he was going to go along with Kyle's plan to fake argue and then try to get someone else to change their vote to throw Fessy in, but instead CT just voted for Kyle anyways.
0: It makes sense to me. And like, yeah. I see where Kyle's coming from. But this narrative that Kyle is creating of oh it's like I'm alone, it's me versus the house, Kyle gets along with everyone. Mm-hmm. And like I know that his alliance has dwindled down to basically just him and C T, mm-hmm. such as it is. But like he gets along with Cam. He mm-hmm. gets along with Leroy. Like 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 <laughs> it's just that he is low comparatively. Yeah, right. Like it, it's Leroy's priority is Cam and vice versa and then failing that it's Nani and you know Kyle's just the odd man out. That's
1: I also fun. think I also think that Kyle's missing the point, right? Like there was there what was going to happen was was going to happen anyways. And so if you're CT, if the roles were reversed, Kyle would have done the same thing cuz there's no way that you're CT and you're going to risk having to go in against Fessy instead of Kyle. That makes no sense nobody would do that.
0: Yeah. CT has to look out for himself, ultimately. And, totally, and and part that. Is it is perfect.
1: Yeah. So, right. exactly. Um, so we...
0: I, sorry, I do want to talk about Amber though, because yeah. uh, Kyle and CT come up with this, well, in the Liquor Dome, they have a conversation with their partners about like, well, if we all vote as a unit, it forces is a tie and I'm like, we'll see what happens. You already said it. CT abandons the plan, Mm -hmm. which, fair enough. But Amber has a little sidebar with Casey the next day and says, I'm going to feel some kind of way if I get voted in. Which, first of all, someone's got to get voted in. It's nothing personal. It's just business at this point. And also, months ago, there was an episode where Amber was presented with the opportunity to either side with the rookie girls or side with big brother. And she sided with big brother Mm -hmm. at the time you and I both said that's a mistake because in the big brother Alliance, you're number four of four because the rankings for like, who's going to back who Mm -hmm. would probably God help us be Josh. Number one, Casey, number two, Bessie, number three, and then Amber. Yeah. Well, Josh is gone, and Amber's still at the bottom. So all her feelings, her air quotes, feel in some kind of way about it. This was the inevitable conclusion. Casey's not going to turn on Fessy. Fessy's not going to turn on Casey. Leroy's not going to turn on Cam. Cam's not going to turn on Leroy. It's not a great scenario, but like... Yeah, Amber, that's just can't her not understanding her. the game, right? And you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Casey and especially Fessy I'm neutral on Casey I want to be clear I don't dislike her I just yeah she's just you know she
1: doesn't do a lot to make you have an opinion of her right she just wins her and Leroy have been a good team they just win and we like Leroy so that's
0: about it really she's plain toast nothing wrong with it but like Mm -hmm. not seeking it out but casey and fessy have a conversation where they're like man amber just doesn't get it and they're right amber does not get it it's not personal yeah. this was always going to be the way and if she had any kind of intuition like mm. i don't know these people in real life but i knew it was going to happen you knew what was going to happen like it's it was the natural conclusion of everything
1: yeah No, totally agree. Totally agree. And even to see Casey show a little bit of emotion tells you that, you know, that's how frustrating it was trying to explain this to Amber and Amber not getting it. So
0: The other thing was, if Amber did any sort of math, it was obvious that if she were to go into elimination, it'd be against Big T, who, as much as we love Big T, Amber has some certain obvious physical advantages over.
1: Yeah. So
0: it wasn't like the snakes were it's just, low.
1: It's just not understanding how the game goes. That's all. That's all it is. Right. Not understanding how the game goes, meaning you're not thinking ahead enough to, to break down how things are going to play out. Right. No. And, and the fact that honestly, you're just used as a pawn anyways, to be a number for them when they needed you to be a number. And then that's it.
0: I, I still, I mean, we could, we could go back and play Monday Morning Quarterback over this whole season, but I don't want to say it's a turning point. But I truly think it was a mistake for Amber to back the Big Brother Alliance rather than the uh, rookie girls. Yeah, and this this is the ultimate conclusion of it, right? Uh, for sure. So, so it is Hall Brawl in the Crater. It is a women's elimination. Mm-hmm. It is Amber versus Big T, as we've already, you know, done a soliloquy on Big T. She loses, which, mm-hmm. as we've noted, is a disappointment. But it comes down to Amber gets to choose, because she's just won an elimination. Is she gonna stick with her partner, Kyle? Or is she gonna pick someone else? Yeah. She picks Fassy. What did you think of that decision?
1: Um I mean, for her, she doesn't really, of all the people that she's going to trust, like, she doesn't know enough about CT to know that she should probably pick CT for his experience in the final. She doesn't know any better. And Fessy, you know, the, the one thing that makes it messed up was she just talked all this jazz about being mad at the Big Brother Alliance, but then jumped right back in.
0: Yeah, so, she hasn't learned her lesson, that yeah. she's not their priority. So, exactly. like, don't make them hers. I also have to say, she doesn't know how to say eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Did you catch that? I did. It was like, miny, miny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, Um, And then Nani ends up choosing Kyle. Yeah. Casey didn't like, but I actually think is the right move. Because if she chose CT, then that means they're going to put in CT next week if he doesn't win the daily challenge. And then one of the dudes would have to go against CT instead of Kyle. And why would, why would Leroy or Fessy or Corey want to go against CT as opposed to Kyle? That makes no sense.
0: I have to say, I had not thought of it that way at all, but you're, you're making a lot of sense. Cause like my, my thinking was the same as Casey, Casey's. why did I say that weird Casey's? Mm-hmm. If she picked CT Presumably, Kyle goes straight to the final. Yeah. Which is, I mean, Nani, I think, is closer to Kyle than she is CT. So that, like, helps her friend out. Mm-hmm. And it helps out Leroy. Yeah. Who is her brother.
1: Yeah.
0: And because, you know, it's beneficial for Leroy to go against Kyle in a final rather than CT.
1: I don't think. The problem is, right, if you don't, like, let's say she didn't, let's say she chose CT, right, and then Kyle is a rogue agent. Well, Kyle can't be eliminated, so as you said, he goes right to the final. But now the plan is obviously going to be to throw CT in, but who are you throwing him in against? Yeah. And no matter who it is, it's all people in your alliance, and you don't want to send them in against CT if you can send them in against Kyle.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is gonna. Well, there won't be another women's elimination, I assume. Um, but I understand why Kyle was pissed. <laughs> I understand yeah, why she was yeah, elated. Exactly. exactly. And, I, and I do think it was my impression that Nani had not done the mental arithmetic that you and I just did. Like, I don't think she quite understood no. the stakes in terms no. of like the men's side of the final.
1: Yeah, I mean, she just probably knew that she wanted to work with Kyle more than she wanted to work with CT.
0: She did make the fair point that like she wants to win, but she also wants to have fun when she wins. And Kyle is more fun than CT. I believe that. There's the ring of truth there. Totally.
1: Totally agree. Totally
0: agree. Kyle won't be waking her up at 5 a.m. to train.
1: No, definitely
0: not. (laughs) What was the line of the episode for you?
1: I have a weird line of the episode because it was actually TJ again because we didn't know what was going to happen. But when he started off saying tonight is a very important night for the men to watch their partners, it's a (laughs) female elimination. I honestly thought it was going to be a double elimination, much like everyone else. And obviously they're not doing that because you're stretching it out to get another episode, right? So um, yeah, that was a nice pump fake from TJ and one that actually had me fooled. Because normally he doesn't have me fooled, and I know it's going down. But that time he had me fooled.
0: You love TJ's pump fakes, eh? They get yeah. you every time. Like, not that you fall for it every time, but you enjoy it every time.
1: Oh, yeah. It's great television <laughs> making. It's just the little, little things.
0: My line of the episode was CT was telling Big T that he's mentally drained, physically drained. And she tells him to sparkle up, which... <laughs> the visual of someone telling the monster ct to sparkle up yeah like i'm gonna start using the phrase sparkle up it's pretty funny it's pretty great mm-hmm. uh i think we i think i know who you're gonna say who killed it for you yeah who killed it for you this oh week? i
1: said it yeah it's big T. Um, i'm on big this two. whole wave of of perspective here right and big t i didn't even know it at the time but as we talked our way through this pod before and at the start of it i was like oh this actually all ties itself together in a bow and it's about perspective right and sometimes you know the wins and losses that other people place on things don't have to necessarily be the wins and losses that you place for yourself and i think that that's a, a very important lesson for us to to all keep perspective of during these crazy ass times but as I relate it to a reality show, cause I'm not trying to make this reality show some super deep meaning or anything like that. Big T was just a good hang. She was good peoples and you like good peoples. You like positive energy. You like good vibes and she seemed to be a good hang. And even from last season when, you know, she had to leave cause she cut her toe, right? Like that was funny. Like big T has become a really funny character on this show. And this year, as CT mentioned, she surprised a lot of people by showing that she had more in the tank in terms of her abilities and her capabilities and, you know, just getting stuff done. So I think that that's a good sign.
0: Well, I am trying to make this show about deep philosophical issues because that's where we are at this point in the season and we got to do something. So (laughs) big (laughs) T is also my MVP of this week's episode. Because for every reason that you just said, uh, I think we can all learn from Big T and what she's accomplished in her three short seasons of the challenge. Uh, Whether it's, you know, don't get drunk and slice your toe open or try your best and have a good attitude. Yes. Uh,
1: The the one last thing I just want to say though, for the perspective side of it, because it came up yesterday and we were talking about podcasts and I said, um because one of my friends at work she was asking me about uh the raptors pod and i was just talking about you know like just i was talking more about why i do it and i was saying the weird things that happen along the way that you don't even realize so i was telling her about this pod because she watches more uh i won't say who it is because if people who are canadian would know who this person is i'm not going to say who the person is because it's not important right but um so she asked she was asking about this pod and I was saying that most of our listeners are American so that makes that adds like such an interesting twist for us as doing the pod because we say things like if we're talking about like Harvey's or something that's very Canadian right it's like oh they're not gonna have any idea what we're talking about or when I say like the province of Ontario for example <laughs> but I'm saying that the flip side of that is how the worlds collide and I always talk about uh, the Twitter handle is BlazerGirl77, but Mandy, who also is one of the longtime listeners of this podcast, and of course, the with the handle of Blazer Girl, that's the Portland Trail Blazers, huge Trailblazers, huge Blazers fan, and people who are basketball fans know that the Raptors and Blazers made a huge trade with each other. And so I was explaining to my friends at work yesterday how funny it is that. You know, you have someone who listens to the challenge pod, but is also a Trailblazers fan that knows I do a Raptors pod. So that in my mentions, when I'm like, how long will it take Raptors fans to fall in love with Gary Trent Jr.? And she responded and said, it's hard not to love his natural gift at threes, is obvious, but his defense is what really won us over. And that to me is like, we focus so much on like the shittiness of the internet, right? And like that to me- right? You know what I mean? But like that to me is like, what, why we do this stuff, right? Because it's fun. And it's because of connections you're able to make, where you wouldn't really normally think that. But here we are. That's it perspective. That's the last message. I'll, I'll, I'll put the positive spin on that. And as much as I'm saying this to our listeners and viewers, me talking about this was therapeutic for me as well.
0: <laughs> That's good. I'm glad I like that. Where can the people find you on social media?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at shell Alexander on Instagram, Sheldon Alexander, like, and subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. I can subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is also Sheldon Alexander. And we've got a Twitch channel up. we got a lot of stuff going on. And I'm at work right now. I got to go back and finish editing our uh, <laughs> Raptors opening montages here, trying to make, <laughs> trying to, to make this look good here, but. No, we got it. It's going against Steph Curry. So this is an easy one, right? We're just selling the star power of Steph versus the Raps and Freddie against the Warriors and the Scream and, and Oracle and all that fun stuff. So it's, it's cool.
0: Steph Curry, the best basketball player to ever come out of Toronto. Uh, <laughs> people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chidley Hill. Yeah. And I guess it comes to me again because you're at work until next week. This was You Killed It. You Killed It.
1: Getting better every week, man.
0: Thank you. I, I was doing some Kevin Garnett <laughs> art.